The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. John 16, Let's be real. Life is full of challenges. There's no escaping. As believers, we were never promised a perfect life. But as Jesus said to his disciples, take heart. In other words, be encouraged. He has overcome the world. Courage is having strength in the face of difficulty. Take Heart with Patty P is a radio podcast designed to encourage your faith in the midst of life's storms, and to inspire men, women, moms and dads, single parents, business owners, and dreamers to pursue and fulfill God's unique plan and purpose for your life. Take Heart with Patty P offers faith-based encouragement along the journey for you to become all that God has made for you to be, even in the midst of difficulty, loss, or challenge. God uses everything in our lives. He really is for you. He is with you even when you don't see it or can't feel it. He has overcome the challenges in this world, and he enables us to do the same. So let's get started on today's show. Welcome to Take Heart with Patty P. Hello, and welcome to Take Heart with Patty P. My name is Patty Pakoulis, and I am your radio host for this podcast. And I am thrilled to be here, excited about today, and um, wanted to just jump into things Uh Episode 36, they are adding up so quickly, and um, every week I just think, wow, you know, (laughs) it's kind of crazy, but it's been exciting, and I've been really getting some just amazing feedback, so if you've ever taken the time to either text me or message me or even do a review on, you know, any of the um, platforms that you listen to the show, just know how thankful I am. My heart just gets so happy if I hear that it's done anything to encourage you, to encourage your faith. I'm just always so grateful for that. So I just want to start off by saying thank you, guys. Um, I am encouraged and, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep moving forward and trust that um, this is actually, you know, being beneficial for some of you out there. So thank you. Also, so last week I talked about a concept of leaving it all in the field. And I love the timing. Uh, I had mentioned that I'd played sports in um, college. And what was really cool was this past weekend, the team that I used to play for, University of Utah, they advanced to the College World Series, the Women's College World Series in Oklahoma. So congratulations to them and a shout out. And it was just neat to have really thought about that life lesson that I know I learned while I was out there playing on the field. And we had an opportunity in 1985 to go to the College World Series, which was phenomenal um, and watching them do the same and then listening to the podcast last week that was kind of an extra treat so I am wishing them the best of luck as they play this weekend and just wanted to give a shout out for that ah all right so this week I have a topic and I'm just gonna warn you this might be all over the place <laughs> you know there are days where I just feel like I have it all together you know, not often, but occasionally where I'm good, I'm ready. I'm, you know, and then 
there's other days where I'm working a ton. I just got back from California and I'm, you know, the thoughts are rolling around in my head and then it's, it's whether I, you know, execute those into a framework that is helpful. And I pray to do that today. But this episode is called Choose Your Lens. And I am sort of thinking and talking about a concept as a photographer. I've used this analogy before, but I love this analogy. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my go-tos as far as perspectives in life and how we look at life and how we have the opportunity to actually look at life through different lenses. And often our lives are, um, and some of the maybe results in our lives can be due to the lens that we're looking at our lives through. And I, I kind of want to, you know, put that out there in the beginning. And somehow I'm praying this will all make sense. Um, this past week, I, I heard this statement and it really kind of stopped me dead in my tracks. It was interesting. And it was about the conscious and subconscious mind. And um, it's not an area that I have really, you know, taken a deep dive and, um, you know, really sort of investigated it, but it's an area I think I want to do that. And this comment, I think, or this statement just sort of, um, it just sort of, you know, stopped me dead in my tracks. And I thought, wow, you know, um, and it said that the conscious mind cannot outwill or overpower the subconscious mind. And I just sort of thought, sat with that for a minute. And I realized, you know, I wonder how many of us in life have had all of these amazing intentions and we've made decisions and we want to move in a particular direction and we, you know, summon up willpower, summon up, you know, whatever it is we think, motivation, inspiration to to head in the dir- direction that we want to go in. And, and then and all of a sudden, you know, we hit a wall and it's almost as if something within us whether that be self-sabotage, whether that be, um, you know, just not really being able, you know, to accomplish the thing that the very thing that we're hoping and praying that we we can come to, you know, that we can accomplish. And I think I, I came to, you know, a strong realization that, you know, most of our lives, if you do start to look at the science of your brain, you know, most of our lives actually are uh, influenced by our unconscious minds. I mean, some research says up to 95% of our unconscious mind can actually control our core beliefs, thoughts, patterns, behaviors. And some of um, the research says, you know, you're, you're like, there's a battle, your conscious mind is sort of pulling you in one direction, you know, that will that logic wants to go one way. But But your unconscious mind can often, you know, and often does oppose that because of what it sort of has been trained to believe or some of the unconscious things that we've actually, you know, bought into that we might not even be aware of. For example, you know, it holds everything, um, your beliefs about who you are, about life, your memories, your learned skills. It thinks in the present, which I found that very interesting. It doesn't really distinguish between the past and the future. And it it sees only in pictures. Um, So it's kind of like this massive hard drive of images, you know. 
and it doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. That really stuck with me. I thought, wow, I mean, it could latch on to something and not even know if it's the truth or not, but it doesn't decipher whether it's real or imagined. And it accepts, you know, anything, whether it makes sense or not. Um, it's the source of the majority of your thoughts. It controls most of your habitual behaviors. So if there are things that you desire to change in your life, and these are behaviors that are, you know, constant and habitual, and and we want to change them, <clears throat> there can be a force that opposes that. And we don't realize it even in our regular mind. You know, it triggers your feelings and emotions in various situations. I just had no idea of the tremendous amount of influence and, you know, power it actually exerts in our lives, you know. And as I thought about that, I wondered, you know, I wonder how many of us operate in ways that we aren't even realizing that we may have these thoughts or beliefs or patterns that we hope to change and consciously we we desire to do that, but yet our unconscious is powerful and actually is the driving force between a lot of what we do. Um, and and I'll be, I'll be honest, you know, I kind of want to do a deep dive into this a little more. And how does that relate through the lens of biblical truth and God's word? And how do we then manage that as humans? How do we, you know... Um, pursue God and 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 decipher between maybe what's real or imagined in our unconscious mind that's actually affecting our behavior. It just was very interesting. And I am not a psychologist. You know, my daughter is getting her master's in psychology. She would love this topic and, and maybe I'll bring her in. And um, she's so articulate and remembers a lot of information. And, you know, um, I'm not here to just dive into the topic of, of, you know, psychology and whatnot. But what I do want to talk about is the one scripture that I think, you know, as I dive into that even deeper, is really one of our tools as believers, as Christians, to kind of cope with this thing that um, that actually affects our lives so deeply without us maybe even realizing it sometimes. And I thought about the scripture, Romans 12, 2. And it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so, you know, as I love to do, I love to break things down. I love to look at definitions and that scripture alone. And I have over the years throughout my entire Christianity I have always heard of how important it is to renew your mind. And there have been seasons where I may have focused on it and um, really tried to grasp more of God's truth versus, you know, the different lenses that we can look through life at. And that's where the whole concept of lenses come in, where we can put on different lenses and interpret life differently, you know, and every lens is going to give you a different little, you know, view and perception. And we get to kind of choose which one we're going to do that with. And I think that choosing the right lens for this process is super important, you know, but let's, let's go back to Romans 12 too. It says, 
you know, do not conform to the pattern of this world. I looked up conformed and it basically says, you know, to comply with the rules, standards, laws, or expectations, you know, and, and what God is saying is there's a certain type of rule, laws, standards, expectations that we are not to conform to. There's a pattern of the world. And and what I believe he, he's saying is that the world is going to have its philosophy, its view of life and of, you know, how things should be done, how to conduct business in a certain way. And, and, and we all know as believers, there are you know, worldly philosophies that, that we don't agree with, that we don't necessarily um, want to embrace in our worldview because they oppose, you know, what God says about specific things or specific topics or specific areas in our lives. And and so we, um, you know, we kind of are warned, you know, don't just follow the world. And when I think of the world, what I think of is the influences are all around us between, you know, the world, its philosophies, even social media, what are we hearing from that? There are so many times I hear a saying that is so popular, like, and I've brought a few of them up, YOLO, you know, you only live once. And it's like, yeah, you don't, you, you, you have, you have another life after this, you know, or um, the day I kind of questioned a little bit, follow your heart, follow your heart, you know, I kind of said, well, you got to be careful what's in your heart before you're going to follow it. You know, you want to make sure your heart has been, you know, uh, renewed or cleansed or healed or whatever that might be. And there are just paths. And even the word says, you know, there is a way that seems right to, to, to man, but its end is death, you know. And, and so we are to question and make sure that the way we're proceeding in life, the lens we're looking through is, is God's lens, you know. The second word I wanted to look up is transformed. So Scripture's telling us do not be, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And right there, and it's just one sentence, but right there I'm wondering, what does that truly mean? What does that really look like? How do we do that? When I um, looked up the word transformed, it says to make a thorough, and thorough is complete, a thorough or dramatic change in the form, appearance, or character of. And so when I think about that, that is a, a transformation is not just, you know, making something look different. It's actually turning it into something different. It is, you know, um, making a thorough, <clears throat> excuse me, a thorough change in the form of it in the appearance of it, whatever the essence of that thing is, it's changing in its essence or in its character. And that's a little deeper than just, you know, uh, let's just maybe, you know, paint the wall. No, you're talking about restructuring the wall. You're talking about maybe reinforcing it with a different beam. Maybe you're going to use, you know, not use wood, you're going to use steel, but it is the transformation, the, the dramatic change. And, and when I looked at that, I thought, well, that seems appropriate. If our <laughs> minds are very responsible and our unconscious mind, it might be worth 
some time to try and figure out, well, what what it are some of the core beliefs that maybe are there that I'm not even that aware of that could be influencing my life, you know? And that's how I sort of started to look at it this week. And then the last word I wanted to pull out from that scripture is be transformed, which is mean changing in form by the renewing of your mind. So God doesn't tell us to, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get it together. He's not instructing us to will something. He's asking us through the transformation or through the process of transforming to renew our minds. So he's, he's giving us a specific area to address. And our mind is how we perceive life. Like our, you know, we have that conscious mind and that unconscious mind, and they both have lenses and they both are ways of, of looking at the world that we, that will impact us, I think, tremendously. And I think for me, the, the light went on when, you know, I've been doing this overcoming series and I've been bringing in guests. And of course, I've shared a little bit of my own story and some of my own little struggles. But, you know, in this life, you will have troubles, you know, but take heart for I've overcome the world. And I think about, you know, each of us have our own set of troubles, our own set of, um, you know, challenges. And, and I'm going to bring in this word um, that I like to use. And we've all heard it. And it's kind of a derogatory term, to be honest. People use it in a derogatory way. And I'm going to hopefully flip that. But especially in the world of dating, you know, people are like, oh, they have so much baggage. You know, baggage is used as a derogatory term that will imply that somebody's just got all this stuff, you know, and it's not very complimentary. And so when I think about that term, I've kind of re- define that in my mind. First of all, I don't call it baggage. Call it luggage, okay? (laughs) Because guess what? Every single one of us have it. Every single one of us have a set of luggage. Every single one of us have a set of life circumstances, have a set of, you know, our core beliefs, our experiences as a child growing up, our environment, things that left impressions of us, you know, maybe painful situations we have endured. Some people have, you know, challenges with the way they were raised, traumatic experiences as a child, you know, and, and all of these things get stored into your little, you know, unconscious mind and form these impressions and beliefs and core beliefs about who we are. And, and it's like, you know, it's like luggage, things just get put in there, you know, and my whole thing, when I think about that, I don't look at it as baggage. It's like, that is the whole reason Jesus came. He's going to dress the baggage. He's going to help us because we need help. Like we don't, there's nobody that has it all together. We all have our set of luggage. But what I like to look at and the way I like to express it is that each of us have the choice to open that luggage and, you know, let's, let's do a little laundry. Like there are things in there that just need to be thrown in the laundry, things that need to be you know, cleaned up a little bit, things that need, don't need to be there anymore, things that we might need to let go of or, or get rid of. But, but we got to open the laundry, the, uh, not the laundry, we got to open the luggage. 
Like, take a look, unzip the bag, and take a peek at what you're carrying around in your life, because some of it God wants you to let go of. Some of it God wants to heal you of. It's some of it God wants to, you know, say, well, this is valuable. We're going to keep this, but, but yeah, you need to do some wash here, and let me cleanse this, and let me, you know, it is the process of sanctification. Really, it's a process of walking out your life in faith, and understanding that as humans. And that as, you know, humans in need of, you know, a savior, we can sometimes just, our luggage can just get filled with a bunch of junk, you know, and, and some of us might have different experiences where we don't have as many of those things, but the truth is we all have our luggage and, you know, we all get to kind of really decide whether we're even going to open that or not, you know, and, and I will say this, you know later in life. And as you do um, sort of deal with different people, I've come to realize that there are some people that have spent their entire lives never unzipping their bags and never addressing maybe some of the under underneath areas that that need healing or that need to be addressed, that need letting go of, you know, and, and all of these things can can look differently, you know. Forgiveness, anger, resentment, pain, um, trauma, childhood difficulties, you know, all of that. And so when I looked at this concept and I thought, you know, we do our best in this life, but yes, we do all have a set of luggage, okay? And when you're saying someone else has all this baggage, I'm sorry, you do too. So the responsible thing for us to do is to say, well, this is my luggage and maybe Just maybe God wants me to open it up a little and take a peek. Maybe some of the things that are in there, I don't even remember. And that's what the subconscious mind reminds me of. Things that occurred, things that get imprinted in our lives. And and that's not to say that we're just the product of our environment. Like God is so much bigger than that. But he's asking us to look, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. He's asking us to take a look. What are your core beliefs? What are you um, processing life through? Which lens do you have on right now? Are you looking through the lens of the world and what they think? And are you just believing all of that? Are you looking at the lens th- at, at, at through the lens of brokenness? Like maybe in your life there were things that occurred where it just broke you and there's never been a complete healing. And yet that's how you perceive all of your life and some of the desires that maybe you have in your heart, you know, or the goals or the dreams or um, just the pursuits. Sometimes we, we aren't able to break through without recognizing what's there. What do we believe? What lens am I looking through? What, you know, don't I or haven't I addressed in my life? Or, you know, maybe it's time I just sort of unzip this little luggage and and take a peek and see what God might want to do. And I thought a lot about this. I thought a lot about, you know, you can see the, the your life through this lens of the world. Or a lot of times we look through our own lenses. We gather, and that's what it sounds like, like even in subconsciously, whatever impressions are there, we don't even really question them. We just, they're truth. Now, whether they're true or not, you know, that's where, that's where it gets tricky. And I have had seasons in my life where I knew I was 
called to look at my life. Um, prior to marriage, I knew. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do some counseling because I want to I wanna make sure that going into this marriage that I look at anything that might hinder me as a wife or as a potential mom. And, um, and that was just a good thing to do, very healing. And, you know, my time went so quickly today. But I guess I'm going to revisit this. This is a topic that I really kind of want to dive into a little deeper. So I guess you could just consider today as an introduction because there's only a minute left. But my whole point is to just simply, one, create some awareness. God is very clear. We are to renew our minds. He wants us to look at ourselves, others around us, and life through the correct lens. He wants us to be able to identify maybe things that are holding us back from his will in our lives, from his perfect plan in our lives. And that is that occurs. That's very possible. So I am just simply encouraging you guys this week, start to think about that. Let that soak in a little. You know, when you think about your life and think about your own set of luggage. Okay, let's just, that's a challenge, personal challenge. You know, maybe you want to unzip that, take a peek and see if there's anything in there that God might need to take a peek at or you might need to go, here you go, Lord, I need help with this. Anyway, God bless you guys. Love you all. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Take Heart with Patty P. It is our greatest hope that you have been encouraged and inspired today in your faith, in your life, and in your walk with God. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please take a moment to leave a review and an episode rating. Your thoughts and comments are so important to us. You can also subscribe to the show weekly and tell your family and friends. We would love that. For more encouragement or information about the show or the host of the show, Patty P, and the photography services that she also provides, you can visit her website at pattypxo.com. That's P-A-T-I-P-X-O.com. She would love to hear from you. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like choosing Derek Jeter as the pinch hitter for your baseball team. Jeter, you're in. We need a home run. I'll give it a try. I've swung a bat once or twice. That's out of here. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.